0: Say, little bitch, you can fuck with me if you wanna These expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. Hit the score, I can get them both. I don't want to and I'm quick. Cut a nigga so don't get comfortable. Look, I don't dance now, I make money
1: moves. Say, Ladies and gentlemen, dance, welcome I make, to make, I make, Don't Get It. it. The pop know, culture, get off my lawn, 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 lawn cast in which two early 40s curmudgeons stare down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host. My name is Noah Tarno of The Big Quiz Thing. And with me today, once again, on the opposite side of the American continent, the one, the only, from American Caesar Enterprises, filmmaker Bill Scurry. How you doing today, Bill?
0: I'm good. You know, I can't get far enough away from you. I, I try to, like, set up... <laughs> Uh, like a like a rhombus, and I try to find out what's the exact. How far away can I get? Like some little point in Maryland, somewhere in the Florida Keys. Where can I go?
1: We should have recorded one. Well, you're going to Egypt soon,
0: right? Uh, I'm going. Yeah, in, in 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 January, I'm going exactly. Yeah, so
1: when you're in Egypt, we should do one from Egypt <laughs> to California. It's that's that's not quite as far as you can get, but it's getting there.
0: Uh, yeah, I, you think know? I, I always want to do this the Suez Canal
1: cast. Canal. Well, when you finally give up on this planet and go to, you know, Mercury or Neptune, then we can really, <laughs> which ironically, we, we as we were setting up today, we are having trouble with our recording equipment. So I'm not sure we can count on it, uh, interplanetary setup, but uh, you never know. You never yeah. know. All the right. Ro- so, the rocket's
0: uh, manifold is not sending fuel to the ignition. Yeah, uh, not, yeah.
1: Not, not quite the way we need to. All right. So here we are again. It's the kids turn to of it ...open our minds, perhaps, uh, declare that we get it, or maybe we don't get it. And today, we are looking at a hot, hot musical personage of 2017 bill what is today's topic
0: yeah this is exactly the right time we're, we're kind of hitting this exactly. thing exactly right, right down the center we're talking about,
1: we we got our finger on the pulse man yeah our finger just ask us what's going on because we know
0: our finger i better not talk about my
1: finger but you got it yeah, no, we're talking not, about not cardi
0: b today cardi, cardi b, b. Yeah, who is a 25-year-old rapper from the Bronx? Arguably, she's
1: wait, she's 25. She's 25. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, to play this she, game, yeah.
0: you got to be 25 to play this game. That's my I just point.
1: I looked up that she was born in uh, my senior year of high school, and yeah, that's 25. Oh, Christ! She, was, okay, she was
0: born in 2011, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry, 25 years after 2011. I, uh, I feel like right, we're there already. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh she is arguably um one of the if not the most popular recording artists today which i you know granted that's like trying to get the half life of um you know, deuterium, it's, it's, uh, you what, know, Would gr- you say?
1: wait, seriously, unqualified, hardest art, hottest artist of today or hottest new artist of today of 2017.
0: Um, well, you know what? It, it's, it's hard for me to, you're asking me to quantify something. It's like, what the hell is my, right. uh, yeah, what, what is the, hot the my metric? Yeah. Exactly. yeah what yeah, does yeah, hot exactly. mean? It's like, you know, the yeah. magazines that I read and the sort of pop culture things are telling me that she's on top of the game right now. So uh, ask me by the end of this podcast where she's at and maybe we'll have a different answer. She, Cardi B, was born at Belcalis Almanzar in the Bronx, up in the hybrid section of the Bronx. Um, She uh, started out as a stripper for a
1: couple of years. And I read that she worked at the Amish market before she was a stripper. Oh,
0: before she was a stripper. Yeah, she right. she right, she went to college for a couple of years and it didn't work right. out for her. She wanted to do something else. She worked at the Amish market. Right, then she, she, she stripped and she said she used stripping as a method to make a lot of money to get away from a pretty shitty uh, relationship from, from what her origin story says. She apparently buckled down and worked her ass off, as it were, as a stripper, into some sort of uh, uh, social media cachet, uh, she did had yeah. a lot of vine videos, a lot of Instagram. Uh, again, social media cachet, whatever that means. She transitioned into a uh, recording career, a sideline on the Live Hip Hop program, also another very uh, I don't gettable show on VH1. <laughs> she did that, I think, for two seasons. Um, she, you know, used it for kind of all it was worth to give her. It's a reality show. It's like a dot da- reality show. Anyway, so she's got a deb- debut single out at the moment called Bodak Yellow, uh, and that is what you heard on the intro of this podcast. It is a staple of radio airplay. Uh, and there's something yep. on Spotify called Rap Caviar, which I keep reading more and more about. It's this influential playlist that's curated by some guy, some you know A&R kind of guy. If you get in there, it's kind of like the Keys to the Kingdom. It's like a Golden Wonka ticket, and she got that. And so she's sort of on a rocket ride right now to the top, and uh, that's why she's uh, in our purview. She's in our I Don't Get It, the I Don't Get It con. I picked this I picked this one. I felt yes, like you did. You yeah, certainly f- did.
1: <laughs> I had never heard of her until you said we need to do Cardi B and like this shows you how divorced I am from everything. Oh, look, that,
0: like I'd never heard of fucking Shopkins. That's 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 okay, never a well, thing that keeps me out. But I it, don't know.
1: I, I but I used you know, I used to be the pop music guy. I used to be paying attention to what was going on professionally and the fact that someone could be the biggest star of the year and I've never heard their name just shows you how, how old I am. But you know, well,
0: okay, that's, whatever. I mean that's that's a, a participle of the, the I don't get it argument. First of all, uh, I I would say, you know, you were more the the magnetic fields guy rather than the, um, a sonic guy i mean there's there's yeah, a, all right as music has been um gobbled over by the uh the hip-hop amoeba and everything has sort of become you know hip-hop has become the prevailing uh pop popular music i think it does put guys like you in the cold because you know all of your frame of references are either now in their mid-40s late 40s or dead or culturally dead they don't really mean anything but but since i brought this up i'll kick it off with the uh the opinion, the opinion roundabout. I honestly didn't hear anything about her until about a week and a half either. Uh, she was not, I'd never even heard the name. She, that's, you know, such as our ages that there's no reason we should have. This is completely out of right, our purview. Right. I said, well, th- okay, this is, and that's why I should investigate these things or else I'm dead inside. Uh, you might as well just right. put me in a Ziploc bag and, and send me out to see if, if I'm not going to look at new <laughs> ideas. Uh, I read an article, there was the cover story on New York Magazine last week and... Um, it's really out of context. That was a, a rough way to start this because it makes her seem like it focuses more on the sort of flesh and the pan act that she's someone so rooted in whatever the temporary transient coin of, of fame today is. It seems like she's just all about that. And. <laughs> There really wasn't a lot about the music or what there was about the music to me didn't translate. It was more about the phenomenon and how, you know, disposable pop music is to some degree. I listened to Bodiac Yellow and I really, I thought Bodiac Yellow was that drawling kind of slow uh, sound that I don't really care for. There's there's almost like a a, uh, apathetic, disengaged tone to her rap in that one. And there's a lot of guys now, especially the guys from the South are doing that kind of thing where it sounds like.
1: Oh, but they've been doing it for a long time. I mean, they people, have. Pe- they have. people compare her to Foxy Brown, Little Kim, that was late 90s, and I think that was a lot of that there. And I remember the apathetic, I mean, shows you how little I know about hip-hop, but I don't know if she was a one-hit wonder, but remember Milkshake, Kalise? Yeah, which sure. is like 15 years ago now? I remember criticizing that song because I'm like, she sounds drugged and bored, tired, and someone said to me, like, yeah, that's a turn-on. To some people, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, well, that's a, Good that's you. a little yeah. disturbing, <laughs> and I actually, I, I, well, yeah, but I, I, to the extent I understand this crap at all, I don't feel that Cardi B sounds drugged or whatever. She sounds. Like, she has a lot of personality. She sounds engaged. But, yeah, it's a drawling thing. There might become some kind of, like, sexual appeal to that. I don't know.
0: Like, my entry into hip-hop is the age of, like, Buster Rhymes. Guys who were machine right. gunners. Guys who went a million miles an hour. And, uh, like, the Wu-Tang, right? These guys who, their raps were filled with wordplay. Really complex structure. A lot of... Uh, uh, you know, fast rat-a-tat sounds, just the sort of speed, and there was an impressive array of uh, performer performing acumen. And I think the Southern sound, while always having been there, guys like uh, Lil Yachty, Lil Yachty just sounds like he's on cough syrup or something. And that's that's what uh, uh, Lil Wayne, too. There's there's the idea right. that the, these yeah. guys sound like they're just leaning back, just rapping from a prone position. Yeah. And the, the more calm, the more zonked out you sound, the more kind of cooler you get. You know, she's not from the South, but I think when you listen to her, it sounds like she's drawing a little bit, like she's imitating that Southern thing from what I've heard. Bodak Yellow fine I mean it's ubiquitous it's all over the place She's, she was in um, when Jimmy Kimmel was was doing his on the road show at BAM on the big stage at BAM yeah. you know Jimmy Kimmel's in New York doing a show and Cardi B was on stage doing this filthy rap on the stage at the Brooklyn Academy of Music where Enrico Caruso played 120 years ago <laughs> I just think it, I love the the, the transit these things are great I love how these things wind yeah. up but yeah. I, found, I found a lot more to like in the other songs that she put out the one thing one song is called forever and one is called uh, right. Red, Red Bar I'm like okay. This is more my speed. I feel like she was faster. Yeah. She was more up tempo. There's more wordplay. Yeah, you know. And it, I think it showed her chops off more, and so I got more out of those than I did her her hit single.
1: I'm a very bad judge of this because um, I spent a lot of time really trying to understand. And we talked about this a bit when we when we looked at Ray Shrimmer. I spent a lot of time trying to understand hip hop, and I came to the conclusion I never will. And especially lately, <laughs> I'm a poor judge of it. I think she's got a good voice. I think she's got a lot of personality. I do think she's got some of that. What I think people talk about when they refer to a rapper's flow Like it sounds very natural It sounds very smooth And it's very, I I admire that She's clearly talented Everything I'm about to say is with the disclaimer That I'm never going to love hip hop And I'm not ever really going to understand it I find her really Cliché and really tiresome in the in the material. Now I listened to a few songs and I watched the video for um, Bodak Yellow, and mm-hmm. I kind of liked the video. I liked she's in Dubai and there's all this Middle Eastern imagery. Yeah, it's and that weird, seemed weird, right? Kinda, yeah. yeah, that seemed kind of fresh and original to me. Listening to it and reading the lyrics, it strikes me as it's about. The same thing that I'm just... I've always found hip-hop to be a little provincial. Not all of it. Like, you know, the the political guys know. And, you know, back when Ice-T was talking about cop killer and, and, and uh, public enemy and stuff, I liked that they were being political. Yeah, Tribe Called I mean, Quest. Though, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even though they were coming from a world that I couldn't relate to, I appreciated what they were talking about. But I find, you know, it's the same crap. It's talking about... Being in the club And I'm such hot shit And I have so much money And I'm real And everyone's fake And everyone wishes They were me Like enough already Like we get it If you like hip hop I'm sure this is very exciting Interesting Fun Music But It just seems like really cliché to me and really hackneyed. And also find she's really from the Bronx and she was a stripper and and then you read like oh she considers herself a feminist. Like there's some feminism in the idea of like I could be just as dirty as a man and I can desire sex just as much as a man and I power over my sexuality and I fuck who I want to fuck when I want to fuck and I I call the shots. On the other hand, she's shaking her ass in a tight outfit. Like how much is that how much of that is because she's owning her sexuality and how much of that is because she wants to sell records to guys. There's an entire world that knows a lot more about that than I do. Well,
0: I don't think she read Susan Faludi's backlash, if that's what you're trying to say.
1: I mean, I'm not the target audience. I'm never going to be... She's talented, sure. She just seems like another corporate product to me.
0: Every single performing artist, musical performing artist, we've uh, had on this show, this is almost like becoming the bill and of as rights. As
1: if they're guests on the show. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know when we well, when we had Lana Del Rey sing a song for us. Well,
0: the thing that. is, this is what people don't know is that we have them here. Yeah. We just always run out of time. They're always. Just- I
1: know. I know. We were going to have Paul McCartney do a song, but we ran out of time.
0: we was right. in, the, in the green room reading a copy of uh, uh, Ladies Home <laughs> Journal. We ran, I'm, Paul, I'm sorry. We ran out of time. Yeah. I was going to say, the the sort of either Bill of Rights or the Ten Commandments of the I Don't Get It thing is that, you know, the, the performing arts, the, the musicians that we've had, almost, I, I would say without without exception, no matter who they've been, and they've been Adam Levine, Ray Schrimmer, Bruno Mars, their material is all cliche. And it really belies this idea that in order to perform in this extremely balkanized, siloed business you have to absolutely conform to this tiny little lane. And so all of Adam Levine's songs are about the same thing. They're all about, girl, I want to be your boyfriend. And, and Bruno yeah. Mars to some degree is too. It's like, wow, look at this look at this ring, and we're going to have champagne, and we're going to have a good time, and I'm just going to be this dream boyfriend, this, this sort of <laughs> roguish cad." And Cardi B is, aside from her style and her personality and what she enters into the business with, because ultimately the reason why she's succeeding is because you like her. Anybody, you're going to meet them, have a handshake with their impression, have a handshake with their personality, and then the music comes in and you probably will digest it a lot better. And so I can't disagree that the material is really orthodox. I mean, it, just like everyone else's material, it's it's right down the line. It's every single thing that everybody else is saying at the same moment. But that is a problem with pop music. That's a problem with the yeah. business. I mean, and whatever the yeah. business is, this, she's a self-made artist. I mean, she's a self-made artist. Really? Especially with hip hop. When people put their mixtapes together, it is like these guys are in shitty little studios on a box making mixtapes. They. All right. I but really think. Was- no, MTV the, the, didn't make her. Instagram no, 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 didn't make no. her. Instagram, Atlantic Records didn't make her. Instagram I mean. made her. Uh, but the thing is, it's like that. They didn't create her. I'm saying is that she presented right. what she wanted. To, yeah, that's what I'm saying. She
1: used she used those as tools. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like any fair like enough. anybody else. Exactly the, yeah. the, the right, way
0: right. you know Elvis used Ed Sullivan or et cetera, et cetera But in a yeah. much different way. <laughs> a, little uh, a little different. A little different, a little different. There's some hip-shaking involved. Uh, I think yes, that that yeah, at least totally. is, is, is a correlative. I think it has more to do with the fact that why you tune out of pop music now, it's less the hip-hop thing and more the fact that there isn't a panoply of influences and that you know the influences aren't necessarily represented in music and they don't create this wide palette of different things all at the same time. You get a billion versions of the same thing. I think we've done a pretty good job of taking a survey of all the different same things that you can get you know, which is like five or six things. That's about it, right? Pretty much, yeah. When I dug into the music, I got dug into the personality. It turns out I, I really do like this. Just like I like Ray Shrimmer. Right. These aren't Great. people who I would have found on their own, nor are they people I will continue to listen to. But it doesn't have to be that way, honestly. I don't need to continue listening to Ray Shrimmer just to have a positive impression. I swear to God they ain't want to see me leave the club. Got up on my shit, now they're
1: scared to show me love. They'd rather see me on the pole freaking nip with love. I guess I really gotta show them what the fuck is up. I'm on some other shit. Why a simple, is she the sensation of the moment?
0: Well, that is a good question because this this might be the, um, the hazy, foggy question mark that I would ask of anything. Why is anything popular right now? But especially with someone who's into the game, someone who's into hip-hop, you know, you're talking about the confluence of Instagram, the confluence of stripping, the confluence of FM radio, morning shows. You're talking about the confluence of, of Vine, the confluence of mm-hmm. love and hip hop, all these things combine to almost like it 's like a to form a lens through which she becomes super projected. Right. And it's not just one of those things, because a lot of people have each of those things, but who has all of them at once? She does this thing, actually, I, what I love that she does, this thing that just completely warmed my heart, is that she prefixes S-H on the front of words. I don't know yeah. if Yeah, I know. She
1: she said something about shmoney. She I
0: calls love that. Shmoney. Oh, my God. That's really? Sad. You know what? It makes you sound like an old Jewish man. You know, it like— <laughs> I just love that it. She has, you know, that like what a weird cultural turnaround to get back to someone saying like Nielsen Schmelzen is that she's calling everything schmoney and it's like well she she she's not meaning to emulate you know Saul Rosenbaum but it's like that's it's the same kind of phenomenon. It's just it's this really weird. Uh, you know that's what she did, and I liked. I really, really liked that she did it. But all those things aren't enough to. There's plenty of people who are attractive. There's plenty of people who have good flow. Yeah. and like you yes. mentioned, Khalees, right? Khalees is actually married to Nas for like a decade. Khalees was a backup yes, singer. Yes, I,
1: I did know that. Yes. Yeah, like on
0: a million things, and it wasn't enough to sustain a career. R- Remy Ma, it wasn't enough to sustain a career. Eve, wasn't enough to sustain a career. The, the you know, this. Hey, Eve is, was in
1: Barbershop. That movie was. Very she amusing, was.
0: and she's more yes. known as she's more known as an actor today, and not a performer. You know, and right. and this this business is known for chewing up young girls and spitting them out. I'm not saying like abusively. I'm saying like the machine requires right. them like coal well, to be shoved it, in there. It
1: chews up a lot of people and spits them out. I yes, mean, it's it does. Not but, just young girls, but, but yeah.
0: women though. I mean, there there aren't many women who play at the top of the game for a long time. That's just a, no. a, a sort of a fact of life. I mean, hell, there aren't many rappers who you know like there's an expiration date when you rap. You're you're done at like 33. It's like a prefer- professional yeah. football player unless yeah. you're unless J- you're
1: Jay-Z right? <laughs> Jay-Z Jay-Z is the,
0: is the Bruce Springsteen of, of the game and Jay-Z's only about yeah. 48 years old you know
1: I mean there are a couple other guys I mean not that they're at the top of the game but people still pay attention to if like Ice Cube or Ice T were to do something, although those guys are mainly actors now, right?
0: They're mainly actors. They make music. I think the music is again. It's not like it. It's not the. It's hot... like a
1: vanity project at this point. It's not a big. Uh, yeah.
0: But sorry. So what about yeah. what, what? What would you say if you were to sort of like reach around blindly. Why is she popular right
1: now? Why I think you're right. I think she's got star power. She played the game well. You know, something we've said about so many things is sometimes it's just right place, right time. The powerful person decided to shove her down our throats. She's more than Khalees. She's more than however many forgotten people there are. She's got the star power. So, you know, right place, right time.
0: That literally might be all you need to say, right? I mean, how, it, it, how much more complex it, yes. is it?
1: It really doesn't have to be. Is there something to be said for because a lot of what I read about, they're like some there's some like first uh, female rapper to have a number one hit. It's it's more than that or number you know something since Lauren Hill, which is almost twenty years now. Yeah, yeah. So is there something to be said for we are at a moment of you know women ascendant in the discourse because they're not taking shit anymore. That it makes sense that hip hop, a famously sexist. And misogynistic or stereotypically sexist, I mean, no more so than many other things, but stereotypically misogynistic art form, is there a political reason why the hottest new star of the moment is a woman?
0: Maybe somebody else can answer it better. I'd say it's a coincidence right now. I almost feel like we have more of an equal opportunity, but that just could be my own myopia. Also, I, I, somebody, I feel like someone could come right in here who knows a lot more about this than me and tell me exactly why. She's popular. It, I'm, right. I'm sure that there's just some some invisible architecture I don't see. I'm just trying oh to-
1: yeah, but but the whole point of the show is we don't know jack shit about most things. <laughs> so all right, well, but you know, here's the thing. You know what what are we missing about Cardi B? Why is Cardi B big? Mm-hmm. Or you know, have we hit the nail on the head? Maybe it is that simple. Yeah, it's she's playing the game right, right place, right time, done. But I do wonder if there is meaning to the fact that a woman is dominating hip-hop at the moment. Because women have dominated pop music for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly in our lifetime, you can go back to Madonna. You know, hip-hop, the stereotype is not. And Lauren Hill, I think that's part of the reason people, I mean, I think as talented as Lauren Hill was, I think people went way overboard with her. I mean, they were, they were talking about her one song and they were talking about her like she was Aretha Franklin. Maybe people were just excited for a strong, talented woman to like, step into this field. Well, I mean, Um, look, we've had... People were hungry for it. If you're
0: talking about hip-hop, you already had... um, You know, Rihanna is at the top of her game right now. And, you know, she's very, very... As hip-hop as anybody on planet Earth right now, even though she's a pure singer, she's not a rapper. You know, and Nicki Minaj is same thing at the top of the game. Uh, Maybe, Maybe not numerically as popular, but certainly as culturally pervasive, I would say. There's something to that.
1: I'm sorry, but I think those women... At this point, have showed staying power that we don't know if Cardi B will have yet. Oh, that's true. You it's know, way it's too possible soon. Cardi B will be yesterday's news next year. Mm-hmm. Getting back to Lauren Hill, one of the things I find most shocking about her is that years after that album, she was still talked of like she was like walking on air, and she really hadn't done much in that time. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, and she was so young; like her ego went out of control. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. You know, so, a lot anyway. of people don't know, don't actually what, they know don't this. They don't know this
1: about what? Yeah, but go ahead.
0: That uh, Lauren Hill was actually your high school girlfriend. A lot of people don't know that.
1: That's not true. But there's... That's not there's, true. There's,
0: there's a connection, though.
1: Lauren Hill was at my bar mitzvah. That is true. Uh, we were friends in junior high school. I wouldn't say we were close friends, but we were friends. She was at my bar mitzvah. I liked her very much. She was very smart and very classy. Uh, ninth grade, my last year in New Jersey, we... We're still in classes together, and then I moved away, and I haven't talked to her since. Mm-hmm. She was not my girlfriend. Hey, Hey, girl. Guess what talking mad crap about
0: you? Who's talking about me?
1: Too real. Guess
0: what? What she said about me? Talking
1: about how you don't know why this trip club, because you want tea team you know she hating. Talk about you
0: getting all this money, but you can't pick your teeth. I know she ain't talking about my team. You know what? I don't think she learned her lesson the first time. I'm trying to take these eyelashes off and, and run up on that hoe again. So uh, let me ask you something, Noah. I know how you feel about it today, but would you like it if it was young Noah Tarno?
1: No, because young Noah Tarno didn't like hip-hop in any form. And, it you know, there was a form back then. But and I, I, do, I do feel like No have, interest in but it.
0: But you, you always tell me this. You recontextualize it and say if young young us was alive today, I think our cultural sources would be completely different.
1: All right, all right. All right. Uh, I feel like you would be into hip hop today because you almost have to be. Oh, I don't. I don't. I mean, it was pretty big in the early 90s when we were in high school. I mean, I didn't give a shit about NWA. I didn't care about Public Enemy at the time. I was scared. And frankly, the only real black music I love is like Motown from the 60s. So I, I don't think this would have spoken to me at all. Uh, also, frankly, I'd say it again, my musical tastes are pretty sexist. There aren't many women I'm really into. So mm. I don't think Cardi B would have much for me.
0: For some reason, I'm thinking of, like, Rob Bass, which was a song yeah. I, like, It Takes Two wasn't something I loved, but it was such a sound of, like, 1987 right. that... I well, remem-
1: it does have nostalgia power now. Yes, that's true. That's right,
0: true. right. But I mean, but I'm thinking back to being young in the age of something where it's like that was, I, you know, other than like Run DMC, that was like the first time I felt like, oh, there's there's a whole a hip hop thing going on here, a rap thing that I'm just not in touch with. But everyone around me seems to be because that song was huge. It was huge. And um I felt like, okay, I don't know what this is. I, I know that I know... I But I know the power of it. I know the sound. I know why it's appealing. I somehow want more of this, even though it's not naturally my idiom, just right. because it represented something big. And I, I would definitely say that most... Of these songs we talk about today on this podcast, I would say that there's probably some magnetism just because of the cultural footstep they have and thinking that this is a window to some other place socially or societally. You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. just thinking that this is the cachet of cool people and somehow I better be connected to it.
1: It just doesn't grab me on many levels. So I, I, you know, it's an unanswerable question. If we were 17 now, what would we like? Well, who the fuck knows? Who knows who we'd be? <laughs> but I think it's unlikely I'd be a fan of Cardi I think there, there are many reasons why I wouldn't be a fan of Cardi B. I'm from New York and I listened to hip hop like practically
0: my whole life. And then as I'm writing things, I study when these guys be freestyling, what is considered bars, what I consider metaphors. And this is why I'm so grateful that I went to school. I get to put things together. Like, a lab, my vocabulary is not the greatest, but I do read. I just decide to be. I just decide to go this route because it's like street
1: lingo. Like, what's up? I'm pretty sure what you're gonna say is is the success of Cardi B and the, her dominance of culture at the moment a sign of the apocalypse. I think it's so
0: fleeting. I mean, I could be wrong. I certainly hope she stays around. All I ever want for somebody who it seems like they are being their best self and they're being rewarded for it with money and cachet. I mean, and I certainly hope it's healthy for her, whatever that's worth and whatever the hell that means. I don't want to sound patronizing, but it sounds like at the very least. We have her today. Will we have her tomorrow? Is a good question. I don't know. But the only thing that seems really weird about this is she's so blood influenced, and I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means today. Or oh, what, she
1: talked. What you mean, blood? She talks about blood a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she yeah right. she's she's dressed up in red, and her whole thing is about uh, she's blood affiliated, and it's like again. Oh, you mean
1: blood the the street gang?
0: Yes, yes. That's what her re- right, right. Well, re- yeah,
1: she claims she claims she was a member of the Bloods as a teenager. Yeah, okay, but you know, that's fine. But but uh, okay. what I'm saying is I I don't know
0: what that means like my thing is still stuck in um morris chestnut and boys in the hood you know like right. it, it's it's such an old register of what crip and blood means and i mean you know the term bodak yellow uh, i'm sure you know there's that that switcheroo people do with the consonant if there's a hard c consonant they change it for a b like right. on on Issa ray's show there was there was the blood neighbor who kept calling the thing you sit on a bouch, uh, you know with the cushions <laughs> and I, I just thought like okay so this is being it's, it's almost like this weird... There's a wacky neighbor character who's a blood, and so that's where Bloods are today. It's not what we grew up thinking of Bloods as, as these, you know, Al Gore, Tipper Gore-era, you know, societal criminals. Or, I you know, maybe it still is, I don't know. But the cultural thing about being a Blood, I assume it's still a gang, and I assume there's still some threat of danger to it but there's also this Mm. part of authenticity there's this sort of league that she's a member of so i might not be the best person to comment on what being a blood is but yeah i'm
1: pretty sure you're not the best person (laughs) (laughs) well because i'm I'm
0: ms 13 that's why
1: yeah exactly well you know folks in case you don't know bill scurry would kill you just as soon as look at you so well it's an initiation thing yeah he's he's a dangerous man very dangerous he will he will choke you to death with his pocket square so. I well, I was thrown out of the Latin Kings. That was oh the, really. That was yeah. my first my first hard reality. Well, then... I remember I remember when I threw you out because I'm a founder of the Latin Kings. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I was. I, see, I'm old school. I was in a greaser gang. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hell's angels are formed from people who. Uh, were kicked out of our gang because they weren't tough enough.
0: You were at Five Corners um, back in the day. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was in gangs in New York. <laughs> yes, I was, <laughs> so I was the, Bill the Butcher. How far back are we going to go? I was a, I was a thuggy murderer in India in the 1600s. Were okay.
0: in Noah the Nuge.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you think there's a little sign of the apocalypse because she's
0: No, no, I, I'm just bringing gang- it up because it's I mean, in my notes. It was it was so, right. you know.
1: I, I don't think she's a sign of the apocalypse, I think, except – the mildest form of, you know, my big criticism before, I find her material, my lack of expertise in the subject, you know, keeping that in mind, I find her material, her subject matter to be very shallow, very hackneyed. If this is what passes for rebellion, we're all going to die because, you know, I I, I I bristle at the idea of rebels being tools, you know. I don't like this idea that a rebel is selling Christian labutans you know. I, I find that pretty sad. Right. But I'm, I'm not going to blame Cardi B for that and not even to say that she's a, a major symptom of that. That being said, it's pop music, it's probably fleeting. I've had this problem with, um, I've talked about Whitney Houston. I, it bothers me that she's being held up as one of the greatest singers of all time because I found her music to be very devoid of soul. She she was technically proficient but I found it very empty and I, I, I can't believe Britney Spears is still famous and popular because I think she might as well be a computer. There's a problem when music I consider very mediocre is held up as the gold standard. Um so I kind of worry about that with her, but she's she's got way more talent than Britney Spears. I could see that already. Do you harbor any jealousy of Cardi B?
0: Interesting. It's almost like is my like based in jealousy? Uh, to put a spin on our question, <laughs> okay. there is there is something, uh, yeah. Because it, it, I feel like it, we're looking at a um, something so diaphanous, like those aliens from the end of the abyss. There's something so fresh and new and current, but also fleeting. And we're kind of getting a glimpse at something that's only going to live for a short period of time. I mean, not saying she's going to die, but the phenomenon is is so nascent and new. And to kind of like want to eat the bone marrow of that, to kind of get close to something so electric and fresh, even if I don't quite understand it, there is this proximal high to a lot of this stuff. Mm. And I wish I knew more about it. I wish that it it, it just seems way more interesting to me than than Bruno Mars. It seems way more interesting than Lana Del Rey. Um, And it's, for some reason, it seems more chemically uh, amenable to me. There's something just more agreeable. So I mean I don't know if you consider that jealous, but I guess I'm jealous. I can't get near, and I'm jealous. I'm not born to it, you know I got this barrier. I have to look at it through these like rubber gloves right. in the wall, right. like you know, like a hazardous you, lab where I have to treat something. Well, in like but a,
1: you understand hip hop way better than I do. I mean, I don't think you should be jealous. You probably no, understand I, it better than most people in our cohort. It's so. a se- it's
0: a second language or third language even. That's the thing. It's like I don't speak it natively. I so that's it's there's a, you know there's just a slight barrier. That's that's what I mean.
1: Your barrier. Is a lot thinner than most people's barrier. Not I'm, most people, but many people in our cohort. Their you, barrier.
0: You may so. be right. You may be right about that. Yeah.
1: I may be crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Am I jealous of her? My criticism of it seems cliche and hackneyed. There's a little bit of it. There's, there's, you know, I, I often say I'm proud of I am who I am, and for all my social problems, you know, I'm, I'm not going to change for other people. Blah 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 blah. Uh, so it bothers me when. "Quote unquote," phonies uh, seem to get credit as being authentic. I, I think "phony" is too harsh a term, but I-, I-, I was one of those kids. Like you're a poser, man! Like I'm real. So I don't like it when people who I think are a little phony are are holding themselves up as real. But I don't. I, I think she's a minor example of that.
0: Well, somehow we managed to talk for a long time about something you didn't know a lot about. So yeah, I, I knew
1: very. So I had never heard of until. Uh, a few days ago my friend Extend. you are teaching me so much with this podcast Bill. <laughs> thank you sir
0: Extend your right arm, put it behind your back, and slowly pat your scapula because you've earned it.
1: Now, before we do our little wrap-up, I just want to ask people, you know, Bill and I are always casting about for new topics. So please, please uh, let us know if you have suggestions for topics, stuff. And when we say stuff young people are into, not just people in their 20s, but uh, children as well. He mentioned Mm -hmm. Shopkins before. So uh, you can find us, Noah and Bill Show, at Noah and Bill Show on Twitter. Uh, Noah and Bill Show, what is it? Noah and Bill don't get it at Gmail. Noah and Bill don't get it at gmail.com um, yeah I can be found at uh, bigquizthing.com I'm all about the big quiz thing you can tweet mm-hmm. at me at Noah Tarno. Uh, he tweeted me at Big Quiz Thing and uh, let us know what you want us to hear talk about. And also, please let us know if you think we're completely full of shit about uh, Cardi B. Someone, oh, I forgot to tell you this, Bill. Last week, someone told me I'm full of shit about Riverdale. She didn't listen to the podcast, but when I told her <laughs> a little bit, she's like, "No, that's not right." She basically disproved my point that she worships Riverdale. She loves Riverdale. She had never heard of Archie comics before and never read an Archie comic. So. I was wrong about
0: that. You know, it's just about that one person, but hey, who yeah. knows? Yeah, well, yeah, she's so, uh,
1: every 13-year-old kid. Okay,
0: go ahead. I'm on Twitter at uh, yes. William, William Scurry, and I'm on YouTube at AM Caesar, and you've got through the rest of our stuff there. But, yeah, we, how about that? All of our episodes are out in the ether, so uh, take a look. And so, yeah, I would definitely, all of our six listeners, I would say Rick Hansen, Amanda,
1: we, uh, Aaron, We were at you seven guys. last week. We were at seven last week, and now we're at six. <laughs> who did we lose? <laughs> We've sloughed off a few <laughs> listeners. <So good. laughs> My four-year-old niece really enjoyed hearing my voice coming out of the radio, she told me. Mm-hmm. I don't know you, which episode they played for her. So
0: I told you Ksenia and Matt actually, like, she said she saved up the episodes and she would, like, listen to them while they were painting a room, which I, oh, I thought that was, like, the, the, greatest, Ksenia and Matt. Thank the you. greatest tribute I, I ever – that was a couple of months back. But it's, like, I love that people, like, will save up the 30 minutes. I mean, they're Very perfectly nice. bite-sized. That's why we keep now at the 30, so people can actually glom. If you miss a few, you can actually just keep, they, keep up with them. You know,
1: They put their baby to sleep by playing us for him.
0: Me and you yelling at each other. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, all six, seven, maybe even eight of you listening. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let us know what you want to hear on I Don't Get
0: It. We'll keep giving you what we want to hear. That's Ultimately, it's like a directive to stop us from doing that. That's what right, we're asking exactly, you. exactly. Put okay. us out of your misery.
1: All right. All Until right. next
0: time. All right. Heather. Heather and Hans, See you then. Heather yeah, and
1: Hans, See nice. ya. Yeah. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2017.